We play and call it work. Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Painting Auxilium. With me, your host, Mini Wargamer Chris. The show about helping you become a better painter by answering your questions, be it if you're brand new to this hobby or you're more experienced or anything and everything in between. So feel free to ask your questions here. Uh, usually we post, make a post on the Mini Wargaming Facebook page every Wednesday, uh, usually calling for questions. Uh, it wasn't until today that I realized that that post never went out. So it might be a short show today. <laughs> That's okay though. I think uh, we have also something on, um, on the uh, Mini Wargaming Sorry, there's all sorts of things popping up on my screen here. Uh, the Mini Wargaming uh, Painting Auxilium uh, Instagram posts. So, we uh, we may have a peek at that. So, anybody who's not familiar... Yeah, we've started this new thing. Where, basically, uh, if you want to... If you're not, you know, if you're not a huge fan of the Facebook side of things... Um, Although, you know, using Instagram is pretty much the same thing anyway, but, uh, you know, you, you prefer to just kind of post your pictures on the Instagrams and, you know, you're only on the Instagrams and you're not on the Facebooks. Head over to Instagram. Hashtag Painting Auxilium. Just like the show title, right? Painting Auxilium. Use that as a hashtag. And, uh, you know, I check it uh, periodically and have a look, you know. So, so far, it's been fairly quiet getting started, but that's fine. I mean, it's more along the lines of helping you guys out and you know answering your questions if you have any or you just want to show off what you're working on by all means you know so yeah and it's really that's what this show is all about it's helping you guys and you know just answering your questions and maybe maybe have a little bit of a informative discussion i don't know <laughs> Uh, Mr. Bacon072, how are you? I'm not unwell. That's my usual response to that one. Makes people think. I, I know it's a corny kind of joke, but, you know, you gotta do what you gotta do, right? <laughs> D, was it Durdrick? Durdrick? Hello! Hello, Durdrick. Yeah, so like I said, um, the Painting Auxilium Facebook post uh, didn't go up. Um, I think because our social media guy, I don't think he's uh, feeling well. I don't know. I don't know what the story is. I'm, I didn't get that memo. So, um, yeah. I guess maybe I'll just sit here till somebody asks something important and what have you, right? So, like, for example... Over on the Instagram side of things here, uh, yeah. Well, painting Auxilium. Facebook. If you're if you're uh, if you're following us on Facebook, and I think we made posts on Instagram and other things and tweets and you know things like that, we um, uh, are doing painting classes here at the Mini Wargaming Bunker. And as you can see here, you can just click click a vu the uh, image here and it'll take you to uh, links for the classes now of course you have to be here for the physical classes uh and this first class will be about uh mastering the base coat and 
basically that is just really kind of you know building on the fundamentals of you know painting right it's it is I, I suppose it might sound a little intimidating saying ooh mastering ooh you know but uh, it's it's more for um, entry level type of people uh, but anybody else who you know of course uh, you know might be uh, feel like they're missing out on something uh, we had a look at a few this image I swear to God yeah this one here now I don't know if there was any questions here divine divine Erdrich is that you Dedrick Durder D I don't know D Erdrich D Erdrich is that how it's that's how we're saying it okay is this is this your your image here so the tops of my gargoyles membranes pretty standard stuff it's the underside I'm going to tr be trying and doing some cool experiments my only complaint here was I had only that my only complaint here was that I had one that drew a really hard line when I started that wouldn't feather out otherwise I'm pretty happy okay so I, I can see I can see now what you're you're doing here you were um, you're blending out the transition through the membrane of the wings um, on my other screen here it's more apparent on my one screen I'm looking at here which is the browser page and you know it's, it's very very it looks very very subtle but I'm looking at my my screen that shows me like what is broadcasting and uh, the transitions are a lot more apparent yeah on the left hand side of the image the, the the membranes there yeah it's a much stronger blending but that also is um, you know you becoming more experienced as you keep trying out the the feathering and the blending right and even this version even by the time you get to the end of the squad you're you're going to be much better at your feathering and blending so don't feel like uh you know oh i gotta start this over again i gotta do it again or you know what i mean leave it leave it as is because you can always tell your friends well here here's my first attempt at it or here's an early attempt at it and here's where i'm at now and how smooth and you know subtle my transitions are uh, but I like it I like the colors I like the really strong contrast of the uh, the carapace uh, is the carapace gonna stay that dark or is it gonna go have other features on it or what have you yes very very cool nice and fiery and bright very very cool yeah the left hand side on this image here the blends are really really nice and so is there anything else going to go within those membranes or are you uh are you gonna just leave them as is i like the highlighting on the um the um you know i don't know what is it like the fleshy parts it's not the flesh because this is the carapace right it's the hard shell but what do we use to describe this stuff is that is that the chitin is that what we're often referring to as the chitin anyway or chitin 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 either one <laughs> i'm digging the blends on it looks really good it's really looking really solid yes very very cool 
Edric. I always go with the skin and carapace. Always with the skin and carapace, yeah. Okay, so this this, this was this is your work. Okay, good. I, I was a, it was a shot in the dark, right? So, yeah. Well, very nice. Uh, it looks really great. Uh, keep going. Uh, Volterin. Hi, Chris. I just got some old second edition dwarfs from Fantasy. What is a good way of preparing them for painting? Uh, second edition dwarves, I'm going to assume that they're metal. Um, preparing them for painting? Uh, if you want, you just, you know, you clean up their edges. If there's any mold lines, stuff like that, that may have been, you know, not taken care of. Um, because they're pewter, uh, you can usually use a, a blade to kind of knock those edges down, but then you're going to have to come in with some nice um, fine metal files and uh, further refine those edges. Uh, if they're already painted and you, you know, you're going to put, you're going to repaint them essentially, I would strip them and then repaint them. I would strip them in something like uh, simple green. Simple green will work fine. Uh, you could, if you want to be more aggressive in your cleaning, you could use something like acetone on those pewter models, just the pewter models. Don't you ever use that on a plastic model? Um, although mind you, uh, it may make the glue let go, be it whatever glue was used. Uh, it could also melt the bases. So, you know, there's also that, but if they're just like, if they're free from their base and they're just the metal, yeah, you can use something more aggressive like uh, an acetone type product, be it nail polish remover or, or even acetone for that matter. Um, and that'll just eat right through the paint. You could also use uh, iso alcohol. That'll also aggressively, and it won't damage even other plastics. Because I know some of the older kits, they have um, pewter parts as well as plastic parts. Often, it was a very common thing. For example, like, you know, the arm, uh, the body to be pewter, but like, say, the arm and weapons were plastic, that kind of thing. So, using isoalcohol, if you're not sure if it's 100% pewter or if it's, you know, there's a bit of plastic, uh, isoalcohol might be the better way uh, instead of using something aggressive like acetone. Um, but again, simple green, uh, it's non-toxic, and, you know, all you do is you just prepare a little, little bucket of it, pour a bunch of uh, simple green in, chuck all your bits in leave it you know for a few hours usually people leave it overnight kind of thing and then just come in with an old toothbrush and just begin scrubbing away it's a bit of a process but you just you know scrub that paint right off uh, it works fine it's non-toxic you can just dunk your hands right in there and just you know start scrubbing away whereas you know iso alcohol dries out your skin could fly around you know debris and stuff you know just all sorts of little issues that can possibly happen just just cause irritation uh, versus acetone, which really dries out your skin, um, and uh, you get that in your eyeballs or anything like that, and yeah, you're you're not having a good day at all. So, um, but yeah, so I would I would often suggest just use something simple green. Uh, if you're on the European side of things, uh, what's it called? Come on, people, help me out. What's what's the equivalent of simple green that everybody uses in the UK and? Uh, the rest of Europe to strip models. Purple power? Purple stuff? Purple fairy? Fairy purple? I can't remember. Purple power, I think. Yeah, okay. Thank you. Purple power. It's a it's a it's a biodegradable cleanser, but it it strips models really nicely. Uh, as from what I understand, I've not used it myself because uh, that product I don't think is available around here. So. But Simple Green is the biodegradable, eco-friendly, green earth, you know, 
type of thing that you know people are like hey that's a really good product and you know so yeah uh, i definitely would recommend that stripping them uh and then of course uh, just using your favorite primer uh whatever your favorite primer is and then reprime the models and and paint them uh however you like um you know if they're if they were like really poorly assembled and you know what i mean then you may want to go through the process of re-cleaning the edges mold lines you know uh fixing uh deviation sometimes there was a big problem a lot of times with pewter models um do i have an example of something like that i don't have any old pewter models about uh let me see here maybe have an old phantom titan here this is an old epic phantom titan i'm just seeing if it has because it was a fairly common problem with pewter casts back in the day no this is actually a really good cast anyway uh the problem what being um the two mold, mold halves sometimes they'd be ajar and so when they cast the model the model would have this really severe step and that was a huge pain to deal with uh, most times people just kind of filed it down gap filled it and you know went on with their lives nowadays i imagine people would be asking for returns and you know claiming that it's complete garbage and what have you but yeah back in the day most modelers just ah whatever file it you know gap fill it and move on right um but yeah so if you find that with your with your second edition dwarves um you know give that a try and you know you might have to do a little bit of repair but spending extra time and love on them and doing a, you know, a decent paint job especially if you consider yourself uh, more advanced or intermediate or you know what have you uh type of painter yeah you know you're gonna uh you're gonna do a really uh, wonderful job on those models especially considering that they're old school and if you do a kind of how you currently paint they're you're gonna really bring them to life and uh I th i'm sure you'll do a really wonderful job uh d Edric. so scenario i'm trying to figure out is get out my wet palette put some uh put down some paint mix in some vallejo drying retarder get that hard line what might i be doing wrong okay uh you're using your wet palette you're putting some paint down you're mixing a bit of vallejo drying retardant in and you're getting a hard line what you might be doing wrong uh oh so to go back to the wing the membranes um okay well there's two ways you can go about using your um your um your, your paint and retardant especially if um you know you're really starting you just you're just starting to grasp feathering and blending right <clears throat> two ways I, I i i recommend people use uh retardant one obviously mix it into the paint so it slows the paint down now if you're using retardant you um don't necessarily have to use a wet palette in that instance because the whole point of a wet palette is to keep the colors malleable while you're painting right because it's introducing moisture keeping the paint basically from drying out but with retardants that slows the drying process down by quite a bit and dependent upon what company makes what version of drying retardant can vary quite a bit uh i personally like vallejo um 
uh, acrylic retardant because uh, it has a pretty good working life and it dries when you th when you really thin it down it really does dry yeah, somewhat quickly it gives you it gives you a lot of working time so that's really what you're after so you can mix it right into the paint or sometimes what i like to do is just put a layer down on the surface and then blend the color out and that you know one of those two ways often works now you are you're saying the first few strokes usually two then it's fine live in a really dry area in the u.s yes well the retard yeah okay with the retardant but it's going to introduce moisture which is going to further add to the chemistry of the paint right not a huge deal but if you leave it for a while and come back and do some more and you go oh grab, grab dinner and then come back you know what i mean it's constantly you know um wicking more moisture into it um but as far as uh your first couple brush strokes um it, it can be either like now here's i guess here's really what my question is are you laying this one color down on top of the base and then feathering it out or are you laying that base coat leaving it wet coming in with your highlight color and blending basically doing a two color wet on wet blend um because if you're just doing the one color on top then it just uh it can be just a simple instance of uh brush stroke and also sometimes it, it depends upon uh what area um the size of brush as well okay so you block dry and then feather okay yeah so so you're basically doing one color and you're feathering it nothing wrong with that that's a, a lot of people do that um i've done it myself many many times um but yeah um usually whenever i'm feathering especially with a color like that um and i'm using a retardant now some usually whenever i am doing a feathering I often really don't use a lot of retardant, if any at all. I'll usually just take my color, thin it down just a little bit, apply it to the to the surface where I want it, and then feather that out. And then that dries. And if I want to put another layer down and build that color up and get a finer gradient, then I'll do multiple featherings like that, right? But if you want to accomplish it in kind of in one goal, yeah. And usually when you're working with a color like this, because it looks like you're working from orange up to yellow, right? And if you're laying that yellow on top and you're finding that you're, you know, you're, you're seeing too much of that orange showing through the base. Um, now, I mean, it looks like you're probably working through quite a few already, but um, you could start off with the lighter color and then shade outwards and work to your deeper colors. And that way, you know usually not quite as bad but you know either way it, it'll all work but you can feather more color in let it dry because usually with the vallejo uh, vallejo retardant it doesn't take too long for it to dry especially if you're using it fairly thin and you can apply multiple layerings now <clears throat> also too is the um the direction of your brush stroke as well how you're moving that paint if I was doing these kind of memories, like, see, like, let me, let me go back to this first image here. Yeah, where we can kind of see this. Let's go back to this. So I'm looking at, like, this area where, it, yeah, it looks like you kind of had, like, a little bit of trouble. So an area like this, I would lay the color down pretty much, like, in that direction, right? And then I would feather it in that direction like that. If you can kind of see my mouse moving along the screen. 
um, that's where how my brush strokes would go and then I would go this side and then just quickly grab it pull it and I'd be constantly pulling the color towards the edge only because that's how I often would highlight these kind of areas and I'd allow more of the color to build towards the outer edges which is kind of looks like what you're doing and it, it for the most part it does look like that's the way you're working although some of the brush strokes look like you're pulling the color in towards the center so like I said like I would put one dollop of paint down not like not a heavy amount but a decent amount I'd lay it down because I know I have retardant in it I'd grab I'd clean the brush or I'd have a damp brush nearby and then really close next to the uh, the dollop of paint I would draw the brush stroke through and then begin feathering the color out towards the uh, the edges of the membrane and then if need be allow it to dry and then come in and if I want to do another layering and another uh, feathering then I would do that as well and as long as you're working with the paint in a fairly thin consistency uh, you shouldn't have any problems as far as um, as far as you know the color building up and the paint building up because it, it, it is kind of deceptive when you're using Citadel colors and you add that Vallejo retardant in uh, it can really make the paint feel really thick and greasy but that's often not the case because it, it, once that Vallejo retardant dries it dries right flat smooth to the surface and it's, it's really good stuff it does seem kind of deceptive that it, it's like quite thick and greasy but yeah it's that's often not the case so you should be fine it looks like you're off to a really great start I see some really great examples um, in other pictures that you had sent uh, as far as uh, like where was one really great example? yeah like this here I'm gonna show this one one more time this one here on this side here you got some really great gradients going on even on over here you know I can really see the transitions and so when you're working with like you know um, your colors um, you might want to consider like uh, working with the mid-tone push up one brightness of color and push down and feather your shadows in as well so that you can push like a little bit of darker color into the recess and then feather it out just a bit you know you don't have to push it too far but um, yeah and like I said before you could also hit the entire membrane with with retardant and then coming with your just undiluted color lay it down and then begin feathering it out and you can come in with your shadow color because it will take a little while for that uh, uh, retardant to dry you can come in with your shadow color and just quickly create a little gradient in there as well something to consider uh, you know as I've said many 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 times there are more than uh, one way to skin a cat as it were so um, yeah there is always that where else am I Diedrich it's going to go up to a dark blue and has marks oh the carapace is gonna go up to a dark blue okay cool 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 very cool yes so yeah I'd keep it very dark I like that really contrast I mean at least in the images I'm looking at on my screen that that orange yellow is nice and like vibrant and that black it just crushes so if you're doing just like a little bit of dark blues as like the edges or creating like a pattern or whatever you're doing I'm looking forward to seeing wh where you go yeah definitely um dark blue yeah like a navy blue right not like um not like a, uh, a like a light blue I wouldn't go I wouldn't push it that far personally I'd, I'd still want to keep it really dark blue but again I look forward to your to your endeavors Necron Dawnbringer hello just up 
uh, just put up the latest work in progress, Cthulhu. And he likes to turn it. Yes, awesome. You, 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 you added more pics of the Cthulhu. Did you? I guess I got to refresh this, right? I, I'm going to assume on the Instagrams, seeing as how um, we don't have a Facebook post today. Oh, yes, I can see. Oh, look at that. I'm going to give it a like. Okay, we'll get to that in a moment. I'm just going to quickly run through some of these uh, questions and comments here. <coughs> uh, Mr. Bacon 072. All right, Chris, just realized I've been spelling your name wrong. I have a question. I want to have some very vibrant colors for fantasy tabletop and sci-fi. I'm thinking Vallejo game color with Army Painter Gray Primer. What do you think? Uh, I think that would work excellent. Vallejo makes really great colors. Um, you know, Vallejo's been around for a very long time. Uh, you know, Army Painter Gray Primer. Nothing wrong with Army Painter Gray Primer. Uh, Army Painter Primers uh, I've used for many years when I was still using uh, Rattle Can Priming. Um, nothing wrong with them at all. Uh, and nothing, you know, Vallejo Game Color is a really good line. It, the colors, the um, their color swatches are very similar to Citadel's um, colors. Um, you know, as far like their yellows are fairly comparable, black, red. You know what I mean? Like, and for the most part, I mean Citadel colors are pretty standard affair anyway. And so it always seems like everybody uh, who who's making a paint line, they often will make the colors. To match the citadel ones and i don't know if that's entirely necessary i think they should really kind of just stick with i think their own way of of creating color because you know for example like if you were going to make a yellow make a yellow that was a bit brighter than the citadel one or a bit darker or a bit more red or a bit more brown or you know what I mean? or offer the variation because that way people who often start out in this hobby they'll buy the citadel paint and go oh yeah i really like that yellow but then i want to highlight it and it's like, oh, well, I've got this shade here that's perfect for shading it or highlighting it or, you know what I mean? And so you expand outwards as, you know, you make your uh, your painting tasks a little bit uh, easier, especially if you have a whole bunch of uh, models to go through and you want to maintain consistency. And, you know, I think that's that would be a really great way of maintaining consistency if paint companies produced, you know, the varying shades of highlights and shadows um, kind of like how, uh, like scale 75, they bundle their paints and they have the varying scale of color. And it's really great. I kind of wish that they did more, uh, variation in them. Sometimes, sometimes it's not necessary. Cause once you get used to mixing your colors and thinning your colors and everything like that, then that kind of becomes moot because you don't really need to, because you're just going to end up making your own color anyway. A lot of times, especially when you start really getting serious about your miniature painting and you know you want to push towards you know doing display or competition type levels oftentimes your base coat is a completely uh, made up color it doesn't exist in any paint range you've made that color up and you know and you've decided on a color palette and you know what i mean so it's a lot of things like that necron donmere okay so i would uh, really like to know the best way to paint a large body of water as you can see on the Cthulhu base, there is an ocean waves lapping up against the rocks. I don't use airbrushes. Okay. Um, we, well, we might as well jump to this too. Geofits. Afternoon, Chris. Afternoon, Geofits. Um, 
So, okay, let's let's jump over to the Instagram side of things. Let's have a look at Nicholas Moore's. Um, and so you're not doing this by airbrush? You're doing this entirely by hand? I do not envy you. Me, personally, I would airbrush. Or at the very least, a lot of spray cans and stuff like that. But that's not your... And that's not your question here. I really like the transitions you got going on in the flesh and around a little. But I don't know what those are. Holy Kermolis. Last time we had a look at this in the last episode, we saw uh, just the insides were red. But now we got more red coming on. Very, very interesting. Is the green going to go deeper or is it going to go lighter? Are you going to stay with very hard greens or are you going to go kind of... I don't know, like, like fleshy greens. Oof, man, there's so many different directions you can go. This is a very, very cool looking model, though. Uh, oh, yeah, here's his, here's his earlier. Uh, okay, now I'm, now I'm all messed up. Oh, I was clicking the wrong thing. Yeah, we saw another picture earlier. What was the other picture? Yeah, this one right here. We saw this one here, and he started the, the red inside there. I, I like the look of that like on the back side here it feels like a lot of red up here it, it, like i like what's going on here where you have this slight transition around the holes whereas on his bum it feels like there's a lot of red but i have no idea what you're you're envisioning so and i realize this is just initial phases so I'm really interested to see where you go with this. Uh, now, as far as a painting, um, the waves. Now, are the waves? I, it's hard to see in the in the pictures. Are there um, like is it sculpted waves, or are you thinking of creating waves? Because creating the waves should be relatively easy. If you're painting them, uh, it's it's not difficult. It almost looks like you've already thrown kind of gloss or something on there as well, but that could be just me. Um, if you're simply just going to go for the painting aspect of it. Um, okay, one way to show differentiation that something is wet and dry, obviously, is to throw a gloss layer on it. Okay, fantastic, right? <clears throat> Another way to do it without applying the gloss is look at coastlines okay look at reference beaches and coastlines and what what surfaces look like when they've been hit with water and the water is just that fine sheen film on the surface especially when you're dealing with the scale and how big this is supposed to be right so you want to scale back the effect a bit and basically you can go about it by creating lighter tones for everything and then having that ring of darker tones coming down much more saturated color coming back so it feels like it's it's like the waves is crashed and then everything's receding and everything has that darker hue you ever see like on a dock and they have concrete and where the water's hitting and it's splashing up and you see the concrete is like a, a light gray but where the water's been hitting it's a darker gray you can do that kind of thing right so if you have the gray stone you can have it kind of light and you know and then of course you can also have some fun there because it can look like uh, water is constantly moving in that area and you can have that little layer of green where the water line would be, right? 
you can have all these kind of elements in there and especially throwing in a bit of green might help tie the base and the monster together and make the whole piece feel very cohesive right so of course the other route is to make actually physically make the water not like make the water like hocus pocus make the water but i mean like you know use something say for example um i'm, I'm a big fan of liquitex gel medium do i have do i have my bottle around of course i don't do i have my bottle where is my where is my stuff oh here it is yeah i, I use this stuff here oh for creating oh geez i'm knocking stuff over now for creating like water effects and everything like that i use liquitex heavy or gloss heavy gel this stuff um it looks um like milky it almost looks like pva glue but when it dries it dries completely clear as long as you haven't laid it on too heavily that it'll take a long time for the center to dry and uh, i used it recently on a couple of projects here let me show you guys let me grab my camera i've sh probably shown this before but i will show it again just for giggle sake here and uh, i did it on this little here let me see if i can move this light in nice and close here i did it on this base now this base was entirely flat but i used that to create that water effect and you can see it has the texture and everything like that and i just created that water and that's all that is is that it, that's that heavy gel medium i also did it on yeah this guy to a lesser extent this one here was just more a little dusty too um just creating the effect on the base but again i made the texture simply with the gel medium and just created the the watery look so you do have a few options as far as going for um as far as going for a nice watery effect on the base it's entirely up to you how you go about it um you know the world is your oyster as it were and so yeah i look forward to seeing more so you let me know um yeah which route you go uh serenade or seren seren navier terrible names hi chris hi sacred geo <laughs> gm glide goled asmr tapping airbrush and paintbrush sounds <laughs> loving the sash well thank you um asmr tapping airbrush and paintbrush sounds i, I don't know i i know people have have uh commented that uh I should do ASMR videos. I don't. I don't know if I really want to, especially you know, making sounds and scratching the mic. And I was about to do it, but I was. For I, I was taking pity on anybody who was wearing headphones. <laughs> Ebb and flow, sup everybody, sup Ebb and flow. Um, Dedrick, oh, you got one of those. I wanted to get that so much. Oh, the Cthulhu? Yeah, it's very cool. 
Necron Dawnbringer, gonna have deeper greens too. I thought I'd shown the ocean waves. No, I only saw just the one picture. Well, yeah, unless of course you're uploading another one of what the base looks like. Like, oh, there we go. Okay, so he's got one showing the base now. Okay, boom. So the waves, yeah, so, okay, it is sculpted, right? Okay, so, yeah, the easiest way to paint that would be to use d deeper more saturated colors go for very light tones on the upper portions of the rocks okay like now th 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 this is is this is i'm saying this as if i were going to paint it <coughs> excuse me um so i would go with lighter tones of rock on the very point high points where i would want to create the impression that there was like a coastline i would probably come in with greens and then like a hard line green almost and then fade upwards with the green because oftentimes you know the moss will build up where it's you know the most moisture kind of thing uh the waves i mean you could come in with some light blues i suppose i really wouldn't go cartoony blue uh i would probably go with like the colors of the rocks more saturated um and then uh introducing slightly lighter blues where the water is building right to give that impression of um you know it's deeper water at these little sections and then of course coming in with um uh, a white or yeah a well, white can you even do any really like even a kind of a yellowy if you want to create a kind of a gross watery kind of look but if you want to go with clean water then yeah but um really it's it's kind of where how do you want to go about it because i mean what if you go simply with just blues or greens or teals or however you want to imagine the, the color do you, okay like if you're going to paint it just as simply as as simple as possible and easily as possible um you, you base coat it with a deeper blue color leaving the deeper blue within recesses create slight transitions out to the high points so the color gets lighter then very quickly you just kind of create a little white foaminess on the high high points and then on the high points of where the you know the water looks like it's splashing up against the sides and then hit the whole thing with a gloss and that'll give you your impression of water if you really want to aim for the fences uh you kind of replicate this look of the stones in the rocks but then get lighter colors at the high points of the water creating that illusion of depth again though that's if you were going to shoot for the fences if you're not going to shoot for the fences then yeah start off with really deep blues or teals or greens whatever you imagine that water is and then um create keep it darker in the low points of the water and build the color brighter towards the high points along the uh, ridges and the splash and then just little white caps we're not talking like a large amount of white on the very tops uh just a little bit almost like you could probably dry brush it just those very high points hopefully uh necron donbringer uh nicholas uh that helps um yeah because whatever you paint it if you're gonna go about it in the most you know easiest way is yeah just start off with whatever your colors you're using for the water whatever you're imagining you know either blues greens or the combination of the two and then you know have it deeper color in the recesses lighter color as you build out and then the very tops just like snow-capped mountains kind of thing and you're just putting a little bit of white on the very high points 
where it's splashing up against the uh, the wall. Same kind of thing, but you're going to use a little bit more white where it's on the high points of the water kind of thing. You could also come in still with the, um, the gloss gel and smooth it out if they find that that texture is just a little too much for you. And maybe you want that water to be a little bit smoother looking. Go ahead, use some of this stuff. Just smooth it out. Use it like uh, like stucco kind of thing, right? It does reduce down just a bit when it dries, but not much. You can build up caps and stuff. And of course, you can always build up more if you want to keep going. But yeah, that's pretty much how I would, I would tackle that. That would be the easiest, fastest way to get it done. If I was doing this for like a competition or, you know, really go for a high display standard, then I'd probably try and imitate the coloration of the rocks through the water and then creating that look so that it looked like actual water, you know, moving over the surface, creating that illusion of depth. Ebb and flow, wings are on. Oh, the wings are on in the picture, yeah. Cthulhu, yeah, because the first one he showed that there was no wings and now there's wings. Gotcha. <laughs> Necron Dormringer, hang on, I'll do a picture of the waves, upload the picture. Also, the bum, I think I put on too much red. Uh, I'm thinking where the waves break, dry brushing on white. Yeah, just a little bit. Um, you could, like, another way that would create a really interesting look is uh, if you took, like, the sponge and just did a little bit of light, like, Take a white and add the very tiniest amount of blue to it or whatever color you use for the water and then just on the very tops of those wave points and create that and that'll give you that very interesting little kind of broken sea foam kind of look um that'll be very interesting i look forward i look forward to seeing what you what you do uh, i imagine you're like you're pretty far into this project already if this was me man we wouldn't we wouldn't even be this far Mind you, I would have probably airbrushed quite a bit of it, so, um, yeah. <laughs> um, Alpha Steeler. I'm making progress with the lava effect you suggested on my corn demons. What is the best way to send you a work in progress pick? If you're on the Instagram side of things, let's keep doing painting auxilum. Hashtag painting auxilum. That's how we're, we're looking at these uh, Instagram picks is that I'm... Um, we're just going through this hashtag and I'm, I'm, I follow the hashtag. And so, you know, that's it. So hashtag painting auxilum. Uh, normally we do a, uh, Facebook post every Wednesday calling for questions. And you, of course you can always ask your questions and post pictures within that. Um, this week, uh, we're a little bit behind on that stuff. So, you know, it's okay. We're fine. It's okay. It'll be okay. But yeah, so uh, Alpha Steeler, if you want to post, if, you, if you're doing the Instagram thing or if you're doing Facebook, either way, yeah. Either one works just fine. Or you can send me an email, but I usually don't do emails on this show. I do it on another show. So, yeah. And it's been kind of fun doing the Instagram thing, you know, because it's just kind of quickly thing I post and, you know, oh, excuse me. Necron Dunbringer. Thanks, Chris. That is very helpful. Uh, imitating the rocks in the water sounds very hard. <sighs> yes and no. You, I would highly, 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 highly recommend 
studying reference pictures of what a rocky coast and what water looks like when it's hitting the coast and just what you see there imitate if that it does feel outside your realm absolutely nothing wrong with coming in with blues and then laying a gloss on top of it that give it that watery vibe and you know absolutely nothing wrong with that um I just wasn't sure how much try hard we were going to go. So I was just trying to cover uh, as many uh, options as, well, not as possible, but trying to cover a few options anyway. The McAllen. Subscribe tier one. Thank you, McAllen. Hey, Chris. My dude. <laughs> Question for you. I was gifted a Pache Talon airbrush, but the Nelly compressor? The only compressor I have is one I use for home renos. Is that too big to use, or should I get a smaller desk size compressor? Um, now I know that there is a few people out there who are using, like you know, like a nail gun compressor. If you can adjust the PSI from zero to ninety, which I know a lot of these compressors go up to, like ninety PSI, I believe, maybe even more. Because I was eyeballing, I was I, I was at Canadian Tire, which is uh, you know big box hardware store kind of thing, and uh, they had compressors on sale. And I was like, "Ooh, compressor!" And the wife had to drag me out of the area because I was like, I was eyeballing all the tools and you know. But anyway, um, as long as you got the fitting, that's that, that's the tricky part. Uh, Pache usually uh, goes by well, they go by millimeters, I believe, because it's European, right? And so I, I don't think they do the metric. Um, I, cause I know like I had a compressor before and I had to get the three quarter adapter so that it would work with a badger. And so, yeah. So if you find the adapter that'll fit your airline hose for your airbrush, you should be good. Uh, and if you can adjust the PSI from, from one PSI to even 40 PSI, if it goes from zero to 30, you're golden. If you can adjust it and you can fine tune that in there, you should be fine. You should be fine. I, I can't think of any reason why that wouldn't work. Oh, the other reason why is because like they were going for like just over a hundred bucks for the like the big compressor, but it didn't have the regulator. But I mean, these regulators on these compressors, they're just pretty standard affairs. It's not like they're they're. Um, you know, manufactured by the Keebler elves to only work with airbrushes. I mean, pneumatic tools are all over the place. People use them all the time, and compressors are—it's—it's—they're it's, they're all the same. They're just motors that compress air. You know, I mean. But the but the tricky part is, is making that fitting on that compressor work with your hose, and if you can adjust the PSI, if it has a fine tuning ability that you can adjust the PSI. Because if you can't adjust the PSI, then you're gonna have to go find a regulator, attach that, and then of course, if your hose is gonna work on that compressor, or you have to find the adapter so you can plug it in. Um, yeah, so hopefully, McAllen, um, that helps. But yeah, um, your compressor, I mean, if you can adjust the PSI, fine tune it, from 30 to zero kind of thing. If you can play within the 30 to zero range, you can use it for airbrushing. And then the second one is, is finding the adapter for the compressor to your uh, hose. 
and there's no there's no reason why it wouldn't work. There's, I I cannot possibly think of any reason. Um, I'm not sure if it is standard affair on regular hardware compressors. I'm going to quickly look here at, um, let's go to, I don't know, let's go to Home Depot, Home Depot. And let's just quickly look at compressors. And I'm wondering if they do have like uh, the moisture trap on them. Um, I would assume they do because most times, you know, you don't want that moisture building in there. Oof. Okay, so I'm looking at like a, a Dewalt six gallon air compressor 250 i'm pretty sure the airbrush i the airbrush compressor i use right now was 250 bucks um it looks like it's got a fine thing on it i wonder how far down can we turn its psi yeah this goes to 90 psi see mm. I don't know. It's not giving me all the stats I want. <laughs> I want to know how low I can go because most times these compressors, like again, and I don't think this is a standard thing because most compressors, they're designed for pneumatic tools, right? And most times it's a pretty standard PSI that they're working at, right? For either uh, drills, nail guns, right it's it's kind of a, it, they're high psi but if they have a regulator on them that you can turn them way down now they might not but it shouldn't be that hard to find a regulator that you can attach and just go from there i'm looking at a uh, makita and this looks almost like the compressor i use <laughs> it's 300 bucks but yeah Yeah, if I th I think that's yeah like oh, okay oh I'm I'm on the wrong screen here but yeah it's got a regulator on it and it almost looks like the exact it almost looks like the exact same regulator that's on my airbrush compressor <laughs> so if you can adjust it on your air uh, on your compressor if you can adjust the psi you should be fine and again getting the fitting to fit your air your airbrush line um, that's the other one. Ebb and flow of the McAllen just dial the regulated side pressure down to uh, less than 40 psi if possible to use the compressor. I use a pancake compressor for my airbrush. Uh, probably want a moisture trap as well. Yeah, exactly. Exactly what Ebb and flow is saying. Uh, Necron Dawnbreaker. Yeah, it's a big, beautiful model. Like the Imperial Knights, it deserves to all the try hard it can get. I used almost a whole pot of Plague Bearer flesh. On top of spray base of Death Guard Green for the main body. Wow. For that Cthulhu guy? Cthulhu guy. For Cthulhu? You use the contrast paint? Wow. You're crazy. Cra you're a madman. But I imagine, though, it, it did a lot of work for you, though. That's pretty wild. I'm, I'm looking forward to this. I'm looking forward to this. This is really interesting. Uh, McAllen at Chris and Ebenfo, awesome, thanks. Yeah, no problem. Gedrick, I remember the last time I painted something large by brush, took forever and used so much paint. I'm, I'm so glad I bought an airbrush. 
see my big fan can you guys see my phantom well my phantom titan right there ish he is almost like he's almost 90 percent hand painted all that red let's see here if you guys can get a look at him all that red on him and like everything that was all done by hand the only thing i used an airbrush on was the um creating the gradient on his uh aerials and on his head and in fact here like i can show you. and what i used to create the gradient on his head and wings sorry i gotta move my move my chair here let's see if i can do this without knocking everything over uh, come on there we go yeah so here let's let's quickly let's quickly adjust focus focus there we go and you can see this is a white ingredient i actually went over it and you can see i kind of oh he's all dusty too i actually went, did a little bit of overspray on there i gotta clean that up redo it really essentially but i think what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna redo I, i'm gonna do the uh, the head because i also have this head as well so it's like yeah wait hold on there we go yeah so i'm getting all discombobulated trying to fit this all into frame but anyway um so what i used oh geez louise dropped the head oh it's broke now no anyway what i used to create that gradient was the old citadel um spray brush the um it looked like a hand flamer that's what i used to create the gradient on his wings and this because this this was painted like um when did i pick this up early 2000s anyway 2004 2005 something like that maybe 2003 i can't remember but anyway my poor fan tank doesn't have his head anymore <laughs> i'll fix that later but anyway yeah so um i can't remember where i was going with any of that but yeah painting it that was the last project i did like before i really kind of got into airbrushing and you know doing large models because then i used for like all my flyers and stuff like that i used you know spray and stuff like that well actually one of my flyers i dry brushed all the highlights uh this one here yeah all the highlights on this on this guy that's all dry brush you can see the slight gradients and stuff but that's entirely well, it looks a little dusty because well it is but yeah painted so long ago <laughs> um don cernet my air compressor works for a while when low psi then stops suddenly maybe the motor's overheating because it seems to work just as hard when it's on and running it seems to work you know compression the air no matter what the psi set to right it's not like it's low psi and it just runs a little bit you know what i mean now it doesn't run as often but you know yeah <clears throat> it always run at that same rpm creating air right but as far as like you know why it's doing that could not tell you 
the Mickey Allen, do you use a quick connect adapter fitting as well? Yes, I do. Uh, because I I go through, you know, multiple brushes. Sometimes I even go through multiple colors. So I have a quick connect hose. Am I in the frame? Yeah, I have a quick connect hose on my brush. And then I have uh, quick connect adapters on my airbrush. Because, like, I go through, like, my, my Patriot and then my Patriot Extreme. And I also have the Sotar. I have the Renegade Chrome. And I have, actually, I have, I have four of these Patriots. <laughs> Patriot 105s. I have four of these brushes. Just just in case I really want to hammer out some base coating and stuff. <laughs> but yeah, I use the quick quick connects. And I use the high roller triggers. I put high rollers on all my brushes because I like to be comfortable. I like to be comfortable. And they're only a couple bucks. So what's you know what's a couple bucks between friends kind of thing, right? So yeah. I don't know where I am in the thing. I have no idea. Evan Flow, yes, Teflon taped the hose with appropriate connector for my Awada. Uh, I like having the tank option. Fill up and use indoors at my hobby space without bothering the family if they're sleeping. Yep. Captain Spasmo, how long have we been running? 54 minutes. Uh, I'm not sure how long we'll run today. We may only run an hour. Um, just because I know we got a bunch of uploading to do today. So, and, um, yeah, we missed out on Facebook post this week. So I have no questions, but that's okay because everybody's been keeping busy, uh, yammering on about stuff. And of course, uh, hashtag painting auxilum on, on the Instagram. If you want to show off what you're working on and we'll talk about it in the show as we've been doing today with uh dedrick's uh tyranids and uh, nicholas moore's uh cthulhu cthulhu so yeah ebb and flow if you have a harbor freight location near you there is a wealth of air tool stuff available inexpensively i don't know harbor freight i don't even know if that's a, if that's even in canada don't know. I'm actually heading over to New York Saturday. Yeah, I'm supposed to be heading over Saturday. Maybe I'll have to have a peek around, have a sniff around. Don Sinet, Patriot 105 is the best investment that I made since I started painting miniatures. Yeah, I love the Patriot 105. It's really the first brush I started using um, once I started getting serious into my airbrushing. Uh, where the heck is my. I do this all the time. Uh. I have the first badger brush. Ugh, it's exhausting. Oh, <laughs> found it. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> see, this is the kind of thing I was using right here, and this is kind of like what I was using to do the uh, color transition on the uh, Phantom Titan. And I still have because <laughs> I because. I, Essentially, this brush, this is a, a, a Badger 350, I think is what this one is. It's like a hobby brush. You could get this like at big box stores, like in the hobby section. Like it, it wasn't terribly expensive or anything like that. It's like a single action siphon feed, right? And um, the Citadel uh, flamethrower brush was essentially this exact same thing. Just a, a, just a different plastic shape and it had a trigger. I wish I knew where mine was. I don't know, because I, I don't remember throwing it out, and I don't know where it went to. But, anyway, because it's kind of a relic, and it's kind of, you know, and I took care of it. 
you know, again, like, because, you know, Chris lives by take care of your brushes and they'll take care of you. Like, this still works just fine. Mind you, I don't have this hose connector, though. I wonder if my quick connect adapter would work on this. Unless it's the same fitting. Because I'm, I'm going to assume Badger uses the same fittings for all of their stuff they make. Son of a gun. Quick connect works. Kind of a revelation. <laughs> I, it really shouldn't be because, I mean, you know, manufacturing, right? They're going to use the same sizes when they're, you know, when they're creating this stuff, right? So, um, but yeah, anybody who was curious about if that brush, if you could slap a quick connect on it, yeah, you can. <laughs> that, hey, don't laugh, but you might see this in some more workflows. Because <laughs> you know what? Like, uh, priming with this thing. Because it's got a big, fat, broad needle. A uh, needle. It's not even a needle. It's just a big nozzle piece. Um, like here. Let me take the nozzle assembly off and show you guys. It, for some of you guys who are not familiar with this kind of... Because uh, we're all so concerned with the big, shiny airbrushes these days. But, um, yeah, the assembly is really simple. That's the nozzle, right? Pretty standard. It's just a ring for tightening the, uh, the nozzle down. And then, whew. Oh, Chris has got to clean this, though. But it's a brass tip. It's got a little rubber O-ring on it. And, uh, yeah, it just siphons the paint. That's, that's all this works. It's really, really... This is, like, the simplest of brushes that you can get to. Actually, you know what? The airflow is sticking a bit. I may have to rectify that. Yeah, it's sticking. It's been a long time since I used this. And... Since I've become very, um, very religious about taking care of my brushes, yeah. And of course, now I can't assemble this thing. It's not hard. It's just the piece is not lining up. Oh, this is stressful. Oh, okay, I'm stressed. Anyway, yeah, I might have to. Uh, I might have to show this in some videos, like using this old brush because this, like this brush, you don't pay very much for. It. I don't even know if you can still get these. I, I assume you do. I thought I seen these at like Michaels in the hobby section. I thought I still saw one of these sitting there. Maybe it was just old stock. I don't know. But anyway, the alignment's off too. I don't think it really matters the alignment. <laughs> This is like, it's very rudimentary. I, it's, you know, if I took a straw and held paint in my mouth and then and blew it out, would get me about the same kind of thing. <laughs> the only thing would be the, the consistency and air pressure coming out. That would be the only thing. But anyway, yeah, so I'm pretty sure this is, this is a um, Badger 350, I believe is what you'll find this as listed as. Uh, but anyway, as I was saying, the, the glass container, that's from the old Citadel uh, hand flamer because it had the markings. Because um, if anybody remembers the uh, foundation paints, uh, they recommended you load in that much paint to that much water. And so they gave you the levels, right, on the on the jar for, you know, how much to, uh, to u utilize, right? Anyway... <laughs> nostalgia trip for everybody <laughs> oh yeah we were talking patriot 105s yeah because I, I patriot 105s yeah i have like four of them i think because i have 
I think I have two or three here, and then I have one or one or two at home. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Dedrick. So I so wish I'd started with the Patriot 105. I got a 200 series thinking I'd save a little money on my learner brush. Patriot is so much better. Yeah. The Patriot is a good starter brush. If you're going to if you're going to get into miniature painting and it, as long as you take care of it, it it's going to last you a long time. Like the brush I just showed you that the Patriot 105. Like this is this is the first brush I've used. I started when I started really getting serious. Like well this is the first brush, but I mean <clears throat> when I'm getting serious about airbrushing, this is the first one. And I mean, like, as long as you clean it, I mean, like, take care of your cup. See how nice and clean my cup is? Why? Because I take care... Oh, here. Hold on. The tip's a little dirty, but that's forgivable. And I mean, like, there's paint on the sides of the cup there as well. It's not it's not 100% clean, but it's mostly clean, you know? And, um, yeah. As long as you take care of it, It'll keep working. And of course I threw uh oop, threw the quick job and stuff now, sorry. Quick adapter and a high roller trigger on it. And uh yeah, because high roller triggers are much more comfortable. If you've got big paws. Or mitts. Whatever. Anyway. Time we had here. Holy camolies. Uh yeah, I think we will uh end her a little bit early today. Uh, Captain Spasmo, love my Sparmax TC620X compressor. <laughs> I've not used that Sparmax. Is that the ones that are green? Or is that another one? I can't remember. The McAllen, Chris, do a throwback edition of your show using old tools. <laughs> I should, I should do, do kind of a classic thing using like some old Citadel brushes. And like an old airbrush. Yeah, I, sh I probably should, right? Why not? I'm actually thinking like this might get relegated to base coat or not base coating. I don't even know if I I don't even know if I trust this with base coating because <laughs> it, it 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 does come out in quite a heavy cone, like the, like it's and it's you can't adjust it. You just hit the air, bang! It's one setting. Boom, and it's just the paint's coming out. There's no fine tuning at all. There's nothing. You just bang, bang, and that's it. That's what you get. Um, but for priming, well, even these days, my priming is a little bit more finessed, <laughs> finicky, picky. <laughs> oh, man. But anyway, yeah, so might have to. Might have to just do something like that. Just kind of bust up the old airbrush. See what you can do. That would actually be the, the the fun comparison to see how a Patriot compares to, you know, these older hobby brushes. Because, I mean, the hobby brush, I mean, like, you know, there's nothing wrong with it. Well, there's something wrong with this one because this is sticking a little. Yeah, see how slow that was? Look at Oof, that's slow. Anyway. <laughs> Might be a fun kind of comparison, though. Uh, Captain Spasmo, classic tools, not old. Yes, sorry, classic. Yes, classic tools. Like a classic car, classic models, classic tools. I'm a classic kind of guy. I actually am kind of a classic. I like the classics. So uh, something about, you know, properly made things I like. Nowadays, everything's designed to be disposable. Don't get me started on that stuff, though. Anyway. <laughs> Captain Spasmo, Chris's mostly clean tips. 
Mostly clean. Yes, I try to keep the tips clean. I'll leave it at that. Old man Logan, there he is. Hey, Chris, sup, dude? I hope all is well. All, all, all is well? Yeah, all's mostly well. <laughs> as well as it can be. Uh, the McAllen Chris, oh yeah, cleaning tips would be awesome. Cleaning tips? Like, wait, no, clean tips or cleaning tips? Like cleaning tips for the brushes, like the airbrush? Well, Austin, uh, Death Ray Designs, that's his company, he does a very wonderful series in our mini Wargaming Vault, right? If you're not a Vault member, try it for seven days for free. Make sure you get the silver membership get access to all the videos for seven days for free <clears throat> but be sure to get the silver and uh there's a wonderful 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 series done by austin death ray designs and uh on airbrushing and he goes over like it's like an introduction and you know takes you through even troubleshooting early troubleshooting type stuff um it's really great it helped me when i was really getting serious into airbrushing it helped me and i know it will help you because it helped me and, pe and I advise people all the time on airbrushing stuff and, you know, yeah. Another good, another good one to watch too, if you're, if you're going to listen, take anybody's advice. I don't know if he did anything with airbrushing in our vault, but I know on his YouTube channel, uh, Lester Bursley, uh, awesome paint job, you know, search that up. Um, he, he's got some wonderful information there as well. Uh, and he's just a fantastic painter and he's a really great dude. Um, I miss him. Where is he? Where's Lester? Where's Lester? Everybody start holding up a sign. Where's Lester? We need Lester. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Evan Flo, Grex is the green brand. Oh, Grex. Yes, Grex. Yes, with the greeny airbrushy things. Yes. And the triggers. <laughs> Old Man Logan. All. Yes, I hope all is well. Okay. All is well. Yes. <laughs> the McAllen. I am a vault member. We'll check it out. Yes. Um, Airbrush Everything, I believe, is what the series was called. You think I know this by heart now? Because anytime we get talking about, um, you know, paints and airbrushing and, you know, uh, videos in the vault. Can I spell properly? There we go. Sorry, I was asking rhetorically. Don't don't answer that. Uh, I like how I type in airbrush everything, and it gives me a whole whack ton of videos. It's an older video series. Do you think I can find it? Wow. Okay, this is this is embarrassing. <laughs> I don't see it. It didn't come up in the search. I'm not sure why. A lot of old videos came up in the search, but I don't know. But anyway, that's the series name. It's Airbrush Everything. It's in the Mini Wearing Vault. It's there better be anyway because otherwise it's gonna uh, make me look stupid Dedrick is it the everything collection and maybe yeah it might be in the everything collection is there still bundles for the because I know like that we created bundles of you know like the early DVD stuff 
And, uh, oh, speaking of DVDs coming out, The Painting Academy. DVD, a physical DVD, Painting Academy. Okay, if you're already a Vault member, then you've already seen all the videos. But it's being arranged into a DVD, and it, I spent a lot of time making it run properly. So basically, it's you can slap it in, and oh, I want to check out that video, and you can go right to that video, and you know, oh, maybe I want to learn about flesh. Oh, I want to learn dry brushing, right there, bang, and yeah, I spent a lot of time making that menu system and making the DVD. DVD. I say DVD. It's not even DVD. It's a Blu-ray. It's a Blu-ray. But anyway, soon. Those will be coming out soon. So we'll be talking about those soon enough. And of course, painting classes here at the Mini Morgan Bunker. So if you're going to be uh, in the area, uh, check them out. We're going to be running them pretty often. Uh, I haven't filled out the calendar yet uh, as far as, you know, weeks and weeks out. So I still have yet to do that. But um, yeah. Um, excuse me. Captain Spasmo, remember not to use Sonics on Badger products. Sonics on Badger products, like Ultrasonics. I've I've used, I've thrown my my Patriot in to an Ultrasonic cleaner. Nothing happened. And I used, uh, I I think I even put it in a bath of Simple Green in the Ultrasonic. It was it was a dilution. It wasn't like undiluted. It was like more like a 50-50 ratio. I threw that in. Brush came out fine. If that's what you're talking about, I don't know. But, yeah. Captain Madlove. Holy carolies. That's a lot of hearts. Thank you, Captain Madlove. Madlove. Mad. Yo, Madlove. <laughs> Evan Flo, Chris, will there be a laser disc edition of Painting Academy? <laughs> Picture disc? I know you're being a, um, a smarty pants, but um, maybe. <laughs> I would love to put a big laser disc, right? People, some of you guys out there don't even know what we're talking about. Laser disc. You're like, laser disc? I, I, I read about that in a history book. Yeah, that's the band. I was even a, a punk when those things were a thing, like when they came out and people were buying those. They were, ba they, they were like the size of like a vinyl album. They were that big. And you put them in the big players, and but they were like really great picture at the time. Anyway, <laughs> uh, old man Logan, fantastic! It is Friday, so best day of the week, is it? Is it? Um, Captain Spasmo, ultrasonic invalidates the Badger lifetime warranty. It can cavitate the outer plating on the brush. Oh, really? I've not had that happen, but. Okay, well, then, there. Uh, you know what? I've never really read the warranty. I... Yeah. <laughs> Good to know, Captain Spasmo. Thank you. <laughs> I don't use the ultrasonic too often um, because uh, normally I, um, I clean pretty religiously my brushes anyway. So it's, it's very, very rare that I've, I've felt the need that I had to put it in the ultrasonic for a little while. I was, um, but I was a little bit more haphazardly in my usage. And whereas now I've become very kind of deliberate, a little bit, um, you know, uh, anal retentive, I suppose, you know, um, uh, but that's just me because, you know, 
jokes. But anyway, um, yeah, so. But I didn't know that. Good to know. Thank you, Captain Spasmo, for the info. That's uh, See, I'm learning stuff, too. See, you're lear- hopefully you're learning, and I'm learning. I'm learning. Uh, Diedrich, I saw a first version of Alien Special Edition on Laserdisc. Really? That's cool. <laughs> McAllen, haha, <laughs> that's a great one. <laughs> Old Man Logan, yes it is, Chris. Don't argue with me today. Alright, I'm not arguing. <laughs> Whatever. Alrighty, people. I want to thank you guys for tuning in today. We're going to head out. Um, we're going to wrap it up. And, uh, yeah. So, normally, if you want to ask your questions, have them answered on the show. Um, you can, we normally post on Wednesdays on the Mini Wargaming Facebook page. If you're on Facebook and you're following Mini Wargaming, you'll see it on the Wednesdays. You can post your questions there. If you have pictures to go along with it, feel free to post them in there as well. If you have just pictures and you just want to show off what you're working on, we will also be looking at hashtag painting auxilium over on the Instagram side of things as well. So hashtag it painting auxilium and you know, we'll, I'll show it off. I'll show off what you're working on. I don't care. Um, you know, in fact, here, let's, let's have one last look here over at the Instagrams. Um, we got anything? No, nothing. That's fun. I'm looking forward to this, the Cthulhu. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, so Nicholas, keep going, buddy. Keep working. Keep working. Don't lose heart. Just keep, keep trucking away. Just keep going. Take your time. Don't be in a rush. Don't be in a rush. It'll get done when it gets done. I'm excited for it. I know you're feeling pressure. I know you probably put pressure on yourself, but oh, I gotta get this done. Hopefully, you don't have a deadline. Do you have a deadline? I don't know if you have a deadline, but hopefully, you don't, because that way you can really kind of you know enjoy yourself here. Because a project like this, I mean. You're going to learn a lot. You're going to learn a lot. Even if you were an advanced painter, a project like this, you're going to learn a lot of things. And, yeah, I would, I would love to get my hands on one of these as well. I wonder if they're going to be for sale. I know everybody who backed the Kickstarter got it, but I just want it. Because it looks cool. It's, it's a damn cool looking model. But anyway. Um, yeah, so painting auxilium. Hashtag. Instagram. Or Mini Wargaming, Facebook, make a post. Every Wednesday we make a post calling for questions for the show for that week's Friday. And, yeah. Um, Necron Donbringer. No, there's no deadline. Hopefully you'll get, uh, hopefully you'll be able to get it. Hopefully. I don't know. We'll see. Um, Captain Spasmo, Chris's peep show. What? Wrong channel, buddy. Wrong channel. That's, that's tomorrow's show. That's tomorrow's show. Don't worry about that. So anyway, <laughs> Diedrich, deadline, one strange epoch. <laughs> On that note, before we get too weird, I'm out of here. I want to thank you guys for tuning in. And again, um, you know, thanks for tuning in, talking with me, asking your questions and posting on the, uh, on the Instagrams and the Facebooks and well, we didn't, we didn't look at Facebook, but whatever um it's friday the best day of the week apparently so uh let's uh let's go enjoy ourselves the rest of the day maybe get some painting done or maybe hug a loved one walk the dog or you know paint a picture write a sonnet call your mom call your call your grandma she hasn't heard from you in a while call her 
color. 